10 minutes, so I'm going to speak quick, okay? Are we up for this? Uh, we're going to read together. We're going to read a, a psalm. It's a famous psalm. Uh, well, according to uh, the, the very funny Charles Spurgeon, he called this a howling psalm. So let's see if you can pick up why you think that. So here we go. How long, Lord, will you forget? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? Day after day, sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. When I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing, and the, uh, sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. Anyone get the, howl, uh, the howling psalm? It's that first verse. Four times it says, how long, how long, how long? And that comedian, that funny, funny preacher, Charles uh, uh, Spurgeon with his uh, humor. This is written by David. David is, is uh, the reckon this is written when David's on the run from Saul. King Saul has taken a dislike to David over an incident. Uh, they, were, they were going through a town and the, the ladies of the town came out and started to sing songs about the king and about David. And the song went, uh, Saul has killed his thousands and David his tens of thousands. And something stirs in Saul's heart and he's jealous and he's angry. And from that moment on, he tries to, to destroy, kill David. David has uh, been successful. He killed a giant. He's, he's been promoted up through the army. He's doing ever so well, very popular. He's married a princess. He's, he's rich. He's wealthy. But suddenly when the king turns on him, he leaves everything behind and runs for his life. And now he's held up somewhere. We're not quite sure where, but imagine it's dark, it's cold, he feels alone, and he starts to shout out, God, have you forgot me? You know, the Psalms, uh, of, of all that we have, a third of them are what we call laments, poems, songs, sung out of grief to the heart. And here it's okay to say when you're hurting to God, to say, where are you? It's okay for you to shake your fist at God and say, what's going on? Because I believe he's big enough to cope with that. And here is David. Where are you? What's going on? What on earth are you doing about this situation? Why don't you act? Why don't you speak? Why don't, where have you gone? Have you abandoned me? What David is saying, will you forget me forever? And maybe that's where you are today. Maybe there's a crisis going on in your life, in your heart. Maybe you feel that, that God is silent, that God needs to turn up. Maybe the crisis is in your life. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's in your family or your health or your job. And you're just wanting to hear from God. I don't know about you, but there was a, a band in the 70s. This isn't my era, okay? I am not this old, 
And if you are, I apologize now. But there was a band in the 70s that were amazing. Um, and from 71 to 73, they were the biggest band uh, around. So uh, I want to give you just a taste, okay? Enjoy. Remember them days? <laughs> yes. Slade were, were massive. But the, the hassle with Slade was, because they were so popular, they, they found it really difficult to have any, uh, when they did concerts, to have any um, supporting art acts. Because as soon as the supporting acts came out, they would get booed off. You know what I mean? Everyone was like, get them off! We want Slade! Don't bring this rubbish up! And we'd throw stuff at them. And it was really difficult for anyone to support them. There was only one band who managed to crack it. Okay? A very, well, a very sort of unknown band from, from, from Glasgow. They came from the Gorbals of Glasgow. So I'm not sure if you'd want to mess with them anyway. But um, they were called the Sensational Alex Harvey Band. And Alex Harvey had this way of speaking to that crowd. The crowd would be going nuts. We don't you. You're Scottish. We don't understand. We need that accent from Dudley. Bring us the Dudley. Uh, Anyway, they're shouting and screaming. And he'd go on and he'd just speak very still and at one sort of pace. And if the crowd was still going nuts, he'd drop it down and speak even quieter and quieter. And eventually... Everyone would settle down, and then he would start. It was the only band that seemed to crack it. I got to thinking, sometimes in a crisis, sometimes when there's so much noise, sometimes we need to learn that God speaks in a whisper. Remember Elijah and the crisis that was going on in his heart? And he eventually runs away and he ends up in this cave. And God says, I'm going to appear before you. And there was an earthquake, there was fire, there was wind. And God wasn't in any of them. God was in the the little whisper that came. Maybe the crisis is so loud, you find it difficult to hear. And sometimes just being, being still and quiet. But did God say, be still and know? That I am God. In verse, uh, in one of the verses, David goes on and says, um, let me find it. Oh, I can't find it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Basically, he says, my, my God, my Lord, come and rescue. It's personal. He goes from being very, I'm angry, I'm angry, and then suddenly he goes, listen to me, answer me, my God. And sometimes we need to remember that it is our God 
He is our God. And he has answered us before. And he has been with us when there's been trouble before. David knew this. He knew it when he was a little shepherd. Uh, you know what I mean? Out in the, in the fields when some big lion or something came to take his, his sheep. He knew that God was with him then. So when he faced the giant, he didn't have a, a worry about it. God was with me when bears and lions turned up. You know what I mean? You're just a fella. I can take you. And here... He sort of almost reminds himself, yeah, God is personal. He is with me in the tough times. And I just need to know that. He was with me in the past, and he'll be with me in the future. Give light to my eyes. It's a funny, it's a funny saying, is it? Give light to my eyes. Because sometimes the light in our eyes can go out. You know, sometimes you can and come and it's almost like trouble has sort of taken away that joy that you have in the Lord. You come here and you, you do the motions, you stand up, sit down at the right time, sing the songs, but inside that, that faith, that burning faith you had has been stilled and sometimes we need that light to hit our eyes again, that joy. There was a man, two men, one called Sandy and one called Arthur. They met at university. And when they were at university, they, they got on so well. They had a love of poetry and, and words and music. And, and, and so they bonded really quick when they joined university. They were roommates. They shared everything together. And they made a deal. They said, whatever happens in life, we'll be there for one another. They didn't realize how challenging that was going to be. Because Sandy went to watch a, a baseball match. And as he's watching the baseball match, it said like mist descended over his eyes. And then darkness as he went blind. In depression, he went home from university, gave up and everything, realizing that maybe he couldn't do anything. But after a few weeks... Arthur was having none of it. He got on his motorbike. He chased up where his friend was. He knocked on the door. And he said, listen, we made a deal that we'd be there for one another. Good times and bad. Well, I'm here for you. We are going back to uni. And I will read the books that you need to read. I'll read them out loud to you. I will take your notes when you go to sermons. I, I, I will help you walk and get you used to this. And that's what he did. They both went back and he was there for him. He looked after him. He helped him. He wanted to identify with him. So he gave himself a title, a name. He called himself Darkness. So Arthur was known as Darkness. Arthur was in a band a few years later. And they wrote a song that went like this. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because of vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that 
know that? Arthur was Art Garfunkel. And uh, Paul Simon wrote the song, but he took the words that they were speaking from that, from these two friends. One day, Art Garfunkel and Sandy went to um, the railway station. And while we were there, Grand Central Railway Station, it says that suddenly... Art announced to Sandy, I'm going to have to go back to uni. I've got an appointment and ran off. And so here he is, Sandy, in the middle of Grand Union Station, having to figure out how he's going to get back to university. And he said it was a nightmare. He he tripped up over briefcases, ran into people, knocked businessmen over, you know what I mean, touched women. He said it was just embarrassing. And he said he cut his legs, he cut his head. And, 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 and he said it was terrible. And he said, where's my friend going in? And, and through all this, eventually he managed to find a train and get his way back to university. And as he came into university, a voice behind him, Art said, you know I'm here. And he was with him all the way. And he said if he hadn't done it, if he hadn't let him struggle and fall and trip and learn that he can do it and be independent, he would have always uh, been, you know I mean, never been the man that he was supposed to be. Sandy went on to have a, a wonderful career. He served in the administration of President Johnson. He got a, an MBA and a PhD from Harvard. He was an inventor, a businessman, um, uh, a philosopher. Uh, you know what I mean? Just amazing with money. 1963, Art Garfunkel, Simon and uh, Garfunkel, they made an album, but they didn't have enough money to get it produced. And he turned up and he says, for your help and your love, we said that it would be there for one another. So he gave them £400 to get the, the album running. And that album was, wasn't very much a success. There was only one decent song on it, which is that song. It went global and made them very famous. Isaiah 45 says this, And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches that I, I do this so that you may know that I am the Lord the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. There is treasure in the darkness for you to discover. In the hardest times, when you struggle, there's treasure there. I've had, and I'm sure we've all had, if we had a testimony now, we've all had times where life has been really tough. We've had tough days that I wouldn't wish on my enemies. But I know this. In the darkest times, God has been there for me. And I'm sure that's true for you. There's treasure. David knew this. And he goes from strength, from strength, from here. 
But maybe today, if you're in that darkness, know that there's treasure to be found. God hasn't deserted you. He's not far away. Just like art, he's just a few paces behind. Let me pray. So Father, I pray in the darkest days, when crisis hits, when we feel that you're not near, may we still ourselves and realize that you are. Let us learn. Let us gather these treasures in the darkness. May we grow in strength, grow in faith and trust in you. For I ask this in your name.